All right, welcome to another episode of NBA Betting Lines. We're we're finally uh, away from the weekend, and we're going to try to add uh, a few more of these, obviously, before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving might be a little rough, but there's games, and, you know, there's some, obviously, potential uh, things to look at in those games. Busy Monday night. We're going to be worse scheduled this week. The NBA was always, always playing around with do we compete with the NFL or not. Uh, for Thanksgiving and stuff, and, and they've decided to completely not touch the NFL, which I think is, is fair. You're going to lose users there, I guess, for national games. Does that apply to the local games? I, I don't know. It, it is more annoying, obviously, because you want to bet on some of those games um, as the season wanes on. And, you know, this is NBA kind of owns Christmas. They're going to do Christmas, and the NFL has kind of jumped on that. So just like the NBA needs to consider. We're going to start here. <clears throat> Atlanta's in Cleveland. Cleveland minus two. So let's jump to, let's start here with Cleveland, who after a hot start has been kind of hit or miss uh, last couple games. So the Cavs are coming off uh, uh, two wins in a row, one of which is impressive. Although the team was hobbled. They, they absolutely clobbered the heat Sunday night. They won that game 113-87 uh, by 26 uh, that's, that's the blowout. Um, and then they follow that up Friday night. They uh, they beat the Hornets at home. It's a normal win by 10. You know, it's a game they're supposed to get. Um, and before that, they lost to Milwaukee. So they're 2-2 they're two and two in their last four. 2-3 and three in their last five. 2-4 in their last six. 2-5 in their last seven. So not too hot of late. Um, and... The spread indicates that, right? If you were supposed to be a top three seed, which they were looking like at the beginning of the year, minus two at home against the Hawks, you would think that would be bigger, right? It's not for that reason. They're clearly reeling in the wrong direction. Right now they're 10-6, and six, uh, and they're tied with Atlanta, uh, and they're 5-5 five and five in their last 10, okay? Um, the game's at home. They're 6-1 and one at home. Let's go to the Hawks real quick. Uh, and we don't want to look at so much of, like, do these teams play before? Those are bad blood yet, yet. They haven't played recently enough where there's going to be a memory bank on that. That, that only applies if, like, a crazy situation happened before. We I mean, look at mini schedules. Mini schedules are more important to look at as the road team. Atlanta Hawks come off an impressive they, uh, win. Uh, they beat the Raptors at home. Uh, they followed that up with actually getting spanked by the Celtics in Atlanta. That's a bad loss. But they beat Milwaukee. Uh, so they're 2-2 two and two in their last four. Actually, three and two in their last five before losing the Jazz at home. So, kind of, these two teams are kind of similar, right? They both very talented, obviously same record, um, and kind of bounced around the, so far this season. You know, hit or miss, hit or miss, hit or miss, and they have the same record right now. So you gotta you gotta think about like, okay, what's been going on lately? You know, who's been playing better and all that. Uh, you know, I have to go down to these trends here. Cleveland being six and one at home is 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 quite noticeable. So even though they they they're doing you know have been doing as well of late you know getting back at home is big, Atlanta not really part of a mini schedule because they they go into Cleveland this is just a one nighter and then Wednesday night they go back on the they they go they're back at home it's kind of an island game and they're going back and forth back and forth towards home and away a lot this month, so just based around that I'm gonna have to give it to the home team Cleveland minus two and a half um, for this one, Orlando is in Indiana. Indiana minus six and a half. Indiana's been playing very well of late, and these two teams actually just played Saturday night, which is obviously a huge deal. So 
Indiana squeaked by Orlando, uh, the first game of this kind of miniseries. Miniseries are important because the Orlando just barely lost that one, and now the spread's bigger. It's minus six and uh, it's uh, minus six and a half for Indiana. Very hard to sweep a miniseries. Very hard to cover a miniseries as well. So that's something to obviously point out. Now Indiana has been playing better of late. They're nine and six. They are eight and ten in the last ten. The only teams with a better record in the last ten are the Boston Celtics, who are part of an eight-game winning streak right now. So can't sleep on the Pacers. But again, they just played Orlando, and Orlando played them well. Looking at it, we don't have to go even deeper than that, right? Orlando was five and twelve. They're doing better after the the new lineup change. Spoiler alert: they're better without Cole Anthony. Yeah, I said it. Um, and as a result, this one's actually easy for me. I'm pretty confident about this one. Magic going to cover. They lost by one. They're going to want to really you know, be aggressive in this game. You want to split these miniseries. That's what they're all about. It's an easy one. Confident. Orlando plus six and a half. Celtics in Chicago. Boston minus six on the road. So Celtics, as we know, are on fire. Actually, in a nine-game winning streak um, uh, to the road Bulls. Bulls, Vegas thinking regression towards the mean here because they're six and ten, and they're losers of four. The Bulls are four and five at home, so they're below five hundred at home. Celtics, no matter where they play, they've been they've been killing it. Um, let's go into it a little more detail than that. So the Celtics are covering spreads; they're winning and they're covering. They beat the Pelicans in New Orleans. The spread must have been five, six and a half. They won by eight. The spread against the Hawks in Atlanta was definitely not twenty five. They they creamed that game. The only time they didn't cover was actually more at home, where they're a little more susceptible. Believe it or not. Um, and they only beat the Thunder by four. The Thunder have been aggressive, but they won Detroit by eight. That might have barely been a cover. Blowing out teams. Blew out Detroit at home. Blew out Denver at home, et cetera, et cetera. So, and then, uh, you know, did they lose to Chicago earlier? No, they, they actually, so this is a big part of this. They did beat, um, they did barely beat the Bulls at home by far after losing them earlier. So that was more of the revenge play. So now in Chicago, do the Bulls seek revenge? It's something. The game was a while back, though. It was the fourth, so it was a little too long. We're talking about a full 17 days. It might be. And it wasn't like bad blood in that game or anything like that to consider. Um, but Celtics have been smoking of late. Just absolutely smoking. Let's look at Chicago. The Chicago Bulls um, are... They just came off a, a bad loss against the Magic, Okay. They lost to the Pelicans. Uh, they're actually losers of four in a row, as we talked about. So you think they're going to muster it up. But you have to also ask, is it a trend or, or is it a reality, right? Like, why do they lose those four games in a row? What's going on with the rotation? I think they have difficulty when all three of Vooch, DeRozan, and Levine are healthy, right? Like, these guys are individually talented, but I'd argue they're better off with DeRozan and one of the two. You know, they have a cleaner rotation that way. Sometimes that matters. Look, it's hard to bet against Boston. They're just too damn good. I got to take the Celtics minus six in here on a nine-game winning streak. They're going to keep it going. Bet on them until they lose sort of thing. I, this is not the game I'd want to do. I'm not as confident about it. Obviously, the Celtics could totally lose this one. Duh. But um, with the way Boston's been playing and, and just connecting of late, I think they, they want to take some revenge um, on the NBA after, after the finals. Portland's in Milwaukee. Milwaukee minus nine and a half. So the Bucks are coming off um, 
a eight-point loss on the road in Philly. Giannis and Co are trying to get their you know trying to get their feet ready and, and things like that. Um, so they've been they've been a little weaker of late. Let, let's, you know, it could be a post injury thing. Again, six and four in their last ten. Uh, this is a home game for them, and they're eight and one at home. They do obliterate teams at home. So, you know, they beat the the Cavs by fifteen. Uh, they did lose to Atlanta. They have a, a weird thing there, but uh, before that, they did beat the Thunder by fourteen. Uh, at home, they beat the lonely, lowly Pistons by twenty-five. Then this month at home, so they, they could beat teams quite handily at home. Portland, like, is this real or not? Like, is this you know, this has got to be one of the most surprising teams in the NBA. They're ten and six, um, four and four at home. Here's what's interesting: Portland six and two on the road, which is interesting. Now, Portland, let's go to them, and let's figure like, is this really a, a team that's destined to be a top three seed or not? They are coming off a, a not a great loss, uh, two back-to-back home losses, actually. Um, they lost by five, uh, hosting the Jazz, and they lost by two, hosting the Nets. So I, I think the Blazers are closer to 500, and, and regression towards the mean does play in here. They had, I don't want to call it a cupcake schedule, but an easier schedule than most. Like, you're playing Charlotte, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, in, in San Antonio already. and think, you know So that that's part of it. I gotta take the Bucks. Um, I, I think they'll get the rack back together. Coming off a uh, a loss is also a big deal. So give give me Milwaukee minus nine and a half. I think they're the truer of the two teams in terms of uh, what the record is going to finish out season's end. The Knicks are in OKC. OKC's only minus two in this one. A lot of that is likely due to them playing earlier and losing. The Thunder coming off a loss. They, they lost in Memphis by eleven after squeaking by the Wizards and after almost beating the Celtics. So. While the Thunder, the Thunder sit at uh, a surprising seven and nine, right? They're four and three at home, three and six on the road, so clearly better at home. But they've been playing well. They beat that Knicks team, and we'll talk about that game, um, and are just competitive in every single game. Let's talk about the Knicks. The New York Knicks are coming off a bad loss in Phoenix, part of a long road trip for New York. So New York started this road trip. Uh, Tuesday night, they were in Utah, in Denver, in Golden State, in Phoenix, and then finally uh, in Co- in OKC before they were going to return back home Friday night. So this is a long road trip. They've been on the road since the 15th, so a full week on the road here. And they might finish this road trip uh, after, you know, impressive wins to start it in, New- in Utah and Denver uh, below 500 on the road trip, which would be, would be upsetting for them. Now, as we talked about in the last game, they, they lost by 10. OKC beat them uh, in New York. I, I don't... Look, this is a tough one for them, obviously. It's just the second half of a back-to-back. Like, uh, OKC spread should be bigger. I'm pretty confident about this one. Now, FanDuel has it at minus 2.5. DraftKings at minus 2. So it looks like it's coming down a little bit. Doesn't matter to me. Uh, winnable game for New York, though. I, I, I'm going to go back and forth in this one, but I take the Thunder because they are just the better team right now. The Knicks have to kind of figure out the rotation. But the Knicks randomly show up to games. They do. So, you know, not super confident about this one. Gold State is in New Orleans. New Orleans minus six. We'll start there. We'll start with the Pelicans. So the Pelicans coming off an eight-point loss against the Celtics at home. Bad loss. Even though the Celtics are, are hot, Pelicans have a, have a really talented team. They should be uh, uh, really good this year. They're 9-7, and seven, which is good. I think they're going to – they could move into that top six range. 
And I think they usurp uh, Portland and eventually as the season goes on. Lost the Celtics by eight after beating the Bulls at home, after beating the Grizzlies, uh, and then losing to Portland. So they won, you know, three in the last four, but they're coming off a loss. And they're hosting. And this is kind of like what I, I talk about this. The long home stands don't help teams. It helps teams to go kind of home, road, home, road, like two and two. Uh, the verse is like, uh, you know, you get a long kind of, you get into this like home stand malaise as a franchise. And sometimes you, you, you get some snoozers in there. But obviously you're going to get up for a game where you're hosting the Warriors. And everyone's been talking to the Warriors, so let's get right to them. Golden State. Uh, coming off a win in Houston, they're supposed to win that game. And they beat the, the Knicks. But they only won that game by one against the Knicks, and they only beat Houston by seven. Around what the spread was, they didn't really beat the spreads. They lost in Phoenix. Uh, they creamed the Spurs. They lost to the Kings. That was a big one uh, as well. So let's look at the standings a little bit. The Golden State Warriors are 8-9. and nine. People love freaking out about them. But they're 7-1 at home. Now they've won two in a row. And they're 1-8 on the road. That's big. Almost too big to, to kind of wrap your head around, right? You got to take the Pelicans here. I think the Pelicans right now might be the better team. They're deeper. But but at home, off a bad loss, I take New Orleans to cover this for a 1-8 road Warriors team. Give me New Orleans minus 6. Miami is in Minnesota. And Minnesota minus eight and a half. Let's start with the T-Wolves. The Minnesota Timberwolves are coming off a three-point win in Philly. There's a lot of little towns and bead beef in there. They've won in Orlando, and they won in Cleveland. Minnesota, look, NBA is all about runs, right? Minnesota on a three-game road winning streak on this little East Coast road trip. All games have been on the road. Now they're back off a road trip coming at home. Remember what we talked about it. Be wary of the home team coming off a long road trip. They had a great road trip. Can't ask for a better one. 3-0. Something's going on in Minnesota, right? Their, their rotations are clicking. Maybe, you know, Anthony Edwards has finally kind of checked in a little bit. And it's mustering up some confidence there. But at home, after a layoff, is tough. Let's go to the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat are coming off a horrible loss. They lost by 26, probably the worst loss of the year in Cleveland. After losing a squeaker in Washington, two bad losses. After losing in Toronto by a decent amount. Okay. They're not playing well on the road. They're just not. Three-game road losing streak after beating the Suns in a, in a great battle at home. So in Minnesota, it's going to be tough. The Heat are just are just reeling. Let's look at this. Let's look at the calendars a little bit here. So the Heat are seven and ten. As we talk about losers of three on the, uh, in a row, they're one and six on the road, and they're just five and five in the last ten. Minnesota, meanwhile, on fire. But let's look at the home splits here. So Minnesota. Uh, is actually four, uh, eight and eight, and they're four and five at home, four and three on the road. So it doesn't really matter. A lot of that's obviously due to this three game road running streak. I think Minnesota continues it. The Heat, you know, this could be a story. Uh, they've been reeling, and I don't think that team is just that good. They could try as hard as they want. Like Kyle Lowry might be done. You know, Butler's aging. You're not making it up for it with Caleb Martin uh, playing thirty minutes and, and needing to be a go to guy down the stretch. It's not gonna. It's not gonna work. Could be Minnesota minus eight and a half. Utah is in the Clippers. Clippers minus uh, three and a half on this one. So the Clippers are coming off a blowout win against the Spurs, who have been coming back to earth lately after a decent start. They beat the Spurs by 22 at home. They beat the Pistons by five. 
Uh, which again, you have to think about what the Pistons are going into that game. They lost in Dallas and beat Houston. They own the they own the freaking Rockets. Uh, they lost to the Nets earlier, so they've been going back and forth a little bit this year. Obviously, it depends on who's playing in this game. But Vegas thinks very highly of the Clippers because there's only three and a half against the Jazz. And by the way, the Jazz still have the best record in the West. Let's not discount that. The Clippers are ten and seven. Look, winners of two in a row, seven three in the last ten, but only five and four at home. Let's talk about the Jazz. Jazz are twelve and six, six and one at home, six and five on the road. Don't keep disrespecting the Jazz, Vegas. Let's look at Utah. The Utah Jazz uh, won in Portland. They beat the Suns at home. It doesn't matter. Home and away, they're still winning. Um, they didn't have such a great East Coast road trip there where they went, you know, one in uh, two earlier in the month. But three and a half points on the road. Clippers, depends on who shows up on this team. I still like the Jazz. I think they're being slept on. Vegas is like, looking at this as another regression towards the mean, where they're saying these records should be flipped. The Jazz are probably closer to 10-7. The Clippers closer to 12-6. and six. But look, the Clippers had Houston a bunch of times, which helps the record. I get it. They own that team. Give me Utah plus 3.5. And, and those are the games for Monday night. So to summarize, we'll start from the top. We like Atlanta's in Cleveland. We're going to take Cleveland minus two. Orlando in Indiana, that was a mini-series. You obviously want to take Orlando here plus six and, a, six and a half. That's my bet of the night, Orlando plus six and a half. Boston's in Chicago. This is a tough one. I still like the Celtics minus six, but it's tough. The Bulls did blow them out in Chicago earlier in the year. The Bulls have been reeling. This could be a, a good, like, get-up-for-it game. Portland's in Milwaukee. Give Milwaukee minus nine and a half. That's the other way of the regression towards the mean, where I don't think... Portland's as good as they're playing. Uh, and again, a lot of that is due to a sort of a, kind of a cupcake schedule. Bucks are getting their legs back. Knicks in OKC, give me the Thunder minus two. This is also a tough one. You don't know which Knicks team shows up. Are they pissed that they lost the Thunder early in the year, or do the trends play out as they have? In that case, the Thunder win. Golden State to New Orleans, pretty confident about this one. Give me the Pels minus six. I think they also was like a little bit of a big brother, little brother thing here. Uh, and the Warriors have been dog garbage on the road. One and eight on the road, I believe. Miami is in Minnesota, right? So here we like the Wolves minus 8.5. Heat are reeling. Give me the fish of the Wolves. And then finally, Jazz and the Clippers. We're going to take the Jazz to cover plus 3.5. Um, it depends, obviously, if you look at the the tra- uh, the um, injury updates as, the, as, as it goes on. But I think the Jazz are for real. So give me them there. And those are all the picks for November 21st, Monday night. Happy betting.